Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy Johnny Bananas, and I'm going to be covering a brand new season of the Challenge USA on CBS that, of course, I will be completely dominating on my podcast, Death Taxes and Bananas, on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. Head over to that feed and follow us on Spotify so you never miss an episode. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Football show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I'm joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbuck. And I know, I know, Travis Kelce got hurt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's oh, I, I, you know what? What was it? What do you want from me? I'm sorry. Okay, DK and Craig are mad at me. Like, come on, DK, you think I'm like a sorcerer? Think I did this on purpose? <laughs> well, you have been saying. I think I counted 367 instances over the last 30 days that you've said Travis Kelsey hasn't been hurt in about six years. He's played every it was single 10. game. It was 10 years, and that was a fact, so was I not supposed to say it? Uh, you know what's so, great about yeah. this is I gave the take on the take purge that the Chiefs were going to miss the playoffs because Travis Kelsey was going to get hurt and everything was going to be screwed. But because it was the take purge, that was consequence-free, so it's on high Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, we were going to get into all this. So today, it's power hour. We're going to be power ranking our favorite bets for the season, but we, get, we got so much to get to. Before we even get any of that, obviously news. If you haven't heard, sorry, you'd have to find out like that. If you haven't heard, as we're doing this, I just got a text from my girlfriend's dad saying, "What did you do to Travis Kelsey?" So that's Flex. a great start. Um, incredible. Okay, Travis Kelsey injured, hyperextended his knee Tuesday afternoon. We have basically no information beyond that. Hyperextension can mean a bunch of things. It could mean like he plays in week two and is totally fine. It could mean like a month. We don't know. Uh, again, once again, I will admit. Bottom of my heart. I'm sorry for saying like 200 times that he hasn't missed a game due to injury. Oh, I'm getting another text. Noah, who used to shout out uh, Ringer Films, you screwed me. I have Mahomes and Kelsey. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need somebody to blame, Heifetz. So this is, everyone was like, what is Heifetz's Josh Jacobs this year? It's Travis Kelsey. I know it's a little yeah, different, but it, it is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I, I've heard more from the people who love me and now hate me in the last like two hours than I have. Anyway. Okay. Uh, Let's do two things. One, we'll get to Kelsey injury replacements if you've taken them in a second. But first, I also want to mention, in addition to Kelsey, we have Cooper Cup is now update on that, seeing a specialist for his hamstring injury. So mm. Cooper Cups went to Minnesota to see hamstring, basically like a hamstring specialist. And Sean McVay said Cups day to day. I think it's crazy to say your day to day. If you're going to see a specialist in Minnesota on Monday, I don't know. It feels like it's week to week. So here's my first question right off the jump. DK and I had this conversation last week, Craig, you weren't there right now. Okay. If you were drafting today and you had one fantasy team, would you rather have Travis Kelsey or Cooper cup? Kelsey. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I think that's, we don't know much right now. I think that's totally true. The question is, where do we move these guys right now? So we have Travis Kelsey. We're going to do an update. Here's my question. Just a little name game here. I want to jump all the way down to like we have CeeDee Lamb 15th. I feel like you have to t still take CeeDee Lamb over both these guys. Is the, are both you okay with that? Yes. yes. We're doing both Cup and Kelsey here versus these guys you're nominating? Yes. Yeah, let's okay. go. Let's have both guys. And okay. I want to just like, how low can you go? So it's CeeDee Lamb's on the, okay, he goes. Josh Jacobs goes. Amon Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson's on the clock. Garrett Wilson's there. You're going to take Garrett Wilson or Cooper Cup or Kelsey. I'm still on team Garrett Wilson. 
Yeah, Same. I am too. I'm sticking with Garrett Wilson here. Okay, Jalen Hurts or Jalen Waddle? Any of the Jalens? I'm still taking a Jalen over Cooper Cup or Travis. I'm taking yeah. both Jalens. I think that's where it gets close for me. Would you take Kelsey or Cup first? I would take Kelsey first. I think the Cup situation is still too cloudy in terms of we don't know exactly what's going on. He already was hurt before he re-aggravated it or whatever. I guess you could just say aggravated. Um, and so I think there's more uncertainty and probably wider range of of time out for him right now. Like I, we don't honestly, again, we're recording this on Tuesday, so we don't know exactly the extent of it. But Travis Kelsey could miss no time. Like it could just be a false alarm. We don't know exactly quite yet. So we have to bake that into. I also think with Cooper Cup, like if you don't draft Cooper Cup, there are plenty of other wide receivers that can get get you by. You know, Travis Kelsey is such a one of one at his position that to me, I would rather take the risk on getting the best tight end in fantasy football by far leaps and bounds ahead of the next guy. Cooper Cup, yeah, you know what? You could just take Garrett Wilson, Amonra St. Brown, C.D. Lamb. There's a ton of guys who could probably just replicate Cooper. what Cooper Cup is going to do this year. I know, obviously, the best version of Cooper Cup is irreplicable, but in general, the opportunity cost of Kelsey is so high that I would still rather go with Kelsey. I totally agree. So right now, we've moved Kelsey down to 19th in our rankings. We have him right around the Jalen Hurts, and then but we have Cooper Cup down to 25th, basically sandwiched between D.K. Metcalf and Devontae Smith. And that's kind of really the question. It's if you already have Cooper Cup, if someone came to you right now and was like, or uh, maybe the other way around, if you had DK Metcalf, DK, you love DK Metcalf. We had this conversation last week. Now Cooper Cup's gone to see a specialist. I'm asking the same question. You have DK Metcalf. Someone comes yeah. to you and says, hey, I got Cooper Cup. He'll probably be fine. Uh, how about we just swap <laughs> Cooper Cup for DK Metcalf? What do you think, DK? I think that's very. it's a very close call on that one. And it just depends on how scared you are about this Cooper Cup thing. I think I probably What go would you right, do if that was right your now, only team, though? Right now, DK Metcalf, probably, just by a hair. Just because I, right now he's healthy, and we don't know exactly how long Cooper Cup is going to go out. But, again, like like Craig said, when he's healthy, when he's out there playing, Cooper Cup, there's almost like no receiver in the NFL like Cooper Cup. The connection he has with Matt Stafford, there's a lot of variables here at play, but sometimes you have to chase that upside, too, I think. And so... um it is a calculated risk to stick with Cup, but I, I probably in this case, just because we still don't know anything about Cooper Cup, I'd go DK Metcalf. I'm I'm just out on Cooper Cup for all the reasons we talked about last week. Again, I just I don't think he's going to make it to the outside the first 25 picks. It's let it be someone else's problem. I just don't want to deal with the player who we were already wondering the biggest issue with Cooper Cup. I think that there's like force for the trees getting blinded by a 30 percent target share where it's like, OK, but are they going to shut him down in December? with a fake injury. Yeah. Now he's a real injury to start the year. Okay. I, I'm just like, let this be someone else's problem. I just, I again, you're jumping to a lot of conclusions here though. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're so far ahead of yourself on, on, I think what happens late in the season to me, that's just, that's taking a little bit too far, but I understand, I understand where your fear is coming from. But it's like, how many conclusions are we going to jump to in when we're deciding whether or not to take but it's Cooper not, Cup? I guess it's not a, but I don't know if I'm jumping to conclusions as much as Cooper Cup ended last year with a high ankle sprain, and, like, and he required tightrope surgery, came back, had a hamstring injury immediately in practice. And then once he came back within a week, aggravated the hamstrings now seeing a specialist. And I'm like, I just, I don't know, at a certain point, I don't know, the third, like the second round seems pretty freaking risky to take a guy where I'm like, is he going to play in the first month? I don't know. But to be honest with you, Heifetz, I don't think many people are taking him in the second round. It's easy advice to say, let him be somebody else's problem in the second round. But everybody is going to be hesitant and scared about Cooper Cup. So the question isn't, is he a good pick in the second round? I don't think anybody in a normal draft is going to take him in the second round. I have him 30th overall. Would you actually take him there? Or are you saying no matter what, let somebody else draft him? I have Coop. Well, no, not no matter what. I mean, I have Cooper Cup 30th overall because I think that's the point where like the upside get comes tantalizing to me. So again, like there's about 30 players that I think are fantastic this year, like Devonte Smith, DK Metcalf, even Mark Andrews, who himself another time missed five days of practice a week, but he returned at least Patrick Mahomes, Ramondre. I'm like, I want all those guys. But once you get to the range where it's like Keenan Allen, that's honest. Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper. I think Jameer Gibbs was the guy that was hardest for me. I think Jameer Gibbs and Cooper Cup. And once you get Right around Gibbs, and I start looking at Amari Cooper and Keenan Allen. I'm like, oh, well, freaking Keenan Allen could get her. Like, he had a hamstring injury last year. You know, he missed freaking two months. And so that's where I start to get a little like, okay, maybe I should just like kind of take Cooper Cup. And like, what if he does come back in two weeks? Kind of starts floating in my brain. That's about the range. Travis Kelsey, I agree with you. I think that Garrett, like Garrett Wilson is in Jalen Water and Hurts are the last players I get like FOMO. Otherwise, Kelsey, I think 
worth the risk. So I'd say, Kel- and honestly, if you want to go earlier, that's fine too. I will say, if you want to do Kelsey over like Derrick Henry, like 15th or something, that still makes sense to me if you want to be optimistic about it. Kelsey officially was listed as limited in practice today. He's questionable for the game on Thursday. So that doesn't help okay. us at all. <laughs> um, Austin Gale, at the, who works at The Ringer, our resident smart guy, he tweeted a couple hours ago, he went back and looked at, he, he basically just Twitter searched hyperextended knee in the NFL. <laughs> he goes into and, the and he lab. Came upon, yeah, goes into the lab. He came out with uh, five guys who have hyperextended their knee in the last few years. So Justin Fields did it, missed a week. Zeke did it, missed a month. Kenny Galladay missed a month. And Logan Thomas and Chris Godwin both got hurt in December and they were out for the rest of the year. So it can really vary. I don't, I, this is terrifying to be honest, it's just there's there's nothing harder to do in fantasy football than drafting a guy who just got injured in your draft. There's nothing harder. It's the biggest mental hurdle of all time. Kelsey, again, Kelsey could miss a month. I will say, didn't Mike, I think Mike Evans hyperextended his knee in like the last week of the regular season, the year the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Then he came back and had like 100 something yards in the wild card round, if memory serves. It's, it's not like he could, Travis Kelsey might miss the game basically because it's on Thursday. It's Thursday night football this week. It's the first week game of the season. He might miss this, take 10 days and come back in week two. That's why I'm kind of more open to the idea of just grabbing Kelsey in the second round. Cup, I don't know. Cup, again, I I don't think it's insane to point out that Cooper Cup is coming off a season-ending injury a year ago, and this is downstream of that. That's the big difference to me, and that's why I'm like, I'd I'd be much more cautious with Cooper Cup. And I agree. Honestly, I'm less intrigued by it. If you do have already drafted Kelsey, unless anyone else on the drafting with these guys. I want to shift gears to replacements. If you have Kelsey for week one. Yeah. Uh, one, I'm sorry again. You know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> you probably have Travis Kelsey. Cause I was like, do this. Like, uh, like it's like, he's not going like, to get hurt. Come that way. Also, have you apologizing for telling people to draft Travis Kelsey. is kind of <laughs> fucking stupid. Sorry. Excuse me for cursing, but come on. He's the best player in the league every single year. You should not be at fault here for being like, I think he's going to continue to be the best player in the league. I know. I, the way that I look at this is like, Heifetz is saying, sorry, even if he misses a game, Travis Kelsey's still going to be the tight end one. Like, sorry, you got the tight end one. You took him around too early. Uh, sorry, I got another text that said, I hate you. What have you done to me? <laughs> um, sorry. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> How dare you, Heifetz? I would have never drafted Travis Kelsey had you not said anything. I didn't even heard of this guy. Who is yeah. this guy? <laughs> yeah. I will say it's funny that it's like sometimes you reach, you take a tight end because you're like, I don't want to deal with these tight end waivers. Meanwhile, Mark Andrews was banged up this week. George Kittle <laughs> right. might quietly we- miss week one. Like there's a world where Mark Andrews, George Kittle and Kelsey all don't play in week one, which would be absolutely incredible. So if you need a tight end, I think the obvious guys we've been talking about for a while, if they're on, I don't know who's on your waivers. Sorry if some of these are very obviously rostered in your league, but Dalton Kincaid for the Bills, the rookie that we Mm -hmm. like. Gerald Everett for the Chargers, who we like. If for some reason Tyler Higby for the Rams is out there, I don't think he is. But those are guys we like a lot. I would say, I mean, Dalton Schultz for the Texans is definitely rostered. Otherwise, if those guys are all gone, and they probably are, the other people that I would recommend off the top of my head here, if you have Kelsey and you're just perusing and you guys feel free to throw in, I would say Jawan Johnson for the Saints yep. is yeah. probably someone I would throw in but if he's there. I would say Sam Laporta for the Lions, who's a rookie, little dicey, but as DK said, like he's probably going to start like all the like all the plays for the Lions. Starting from day on the one. Field. Yeah. Chigo Conquo for the Titans. He's probably rostered, but I wanted to mention him. If Mark Andrews misses any time, Isaiah Likely for Baltimore, honestly, even if they have to put Mark Andrews on a timeshare, Isaiah Likely is like the only person that counts as a handcuff in fantasy. It's like Isaiah Likely filled in for Mark Andrews and it's like a top five or six tight end every week. Mark Andrews is out. Luke Musgrave for the Packers. Again, it's a rookie tight end, but like, what if he's good? His ceiling's higher. And then the weird one is Noah Gray, who is probably like the, there's no replacement for Travis Kelsey, but he would play if Travis Kelsey wasn't there. So worst case, I know Noah Gray is available in all these leagues. So worst case, you can go out there, get Noah Gray and just pray. And if he doesn't catch any passes, just, I don't know, just be sad. It's a tough situation. I think a lot of those are pretty interesting to me though, especially guys like Everett, Higby, Kincaid, Musgrave. I mean, those guys are worth rostering anyway. So you might as well go pick them up right now as like your tight end too. Or go get Hunter Henry for when Juju Smith-Schuster's knee inevitably explodes, according (laughs) to that report. Who wrote that? Doctors don't speak that way. (laughs) They they basically said Juju Smith-Schuster's knee is like a weapon of mass destruction, and at any moment it could detonate. Who speaks like that? He's going to be all right. I don't know. (laughs) He's going to be all right. Yeah, yeah, Hunter Henry. That was the weirdest report I've ever seen. Could explode. (laughs) 
<laughs> what is that? Who says that? <laughs> other other tight ends who are just quietly starters. Dal- Dawson Knox for the Bills. Again, Dalton Kincaid. He's a yeah. rookie, kind of plays a different position. Dalton no- Dawson Knox could just catch a touchdown this week. Tyler Conklin for the Jets, just a dart throw, like going to play for the Jets. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. Greg Dulcich for the Broncos. I don't know who he li- Sean Payton likes, but Greg Dulcich maybe. Jake Ferguson, just randomly. He's the starting tight end for the Cowboys. So yeah. some of these guys are going to be out there. And Hunter Henry, as Craig said. So I would add those dudes. And yeah, I guess this is kind of like an aim for the bushes thing, right? Like, this, you know, you know that people out there are just like aim for the bushes. And they ended up with like Cooper Cup, Travis Kelsey, Jonathan Taylor, like two weeks ago. And now. Yeah. Tough. Email us if that was how you started your draft. What, what it would be Cooper Cup, Kelsey. Jonathan JT. Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. I, I mean, I guess it'd be t- hard for everybody to start with those three, but if it happened, well, you we want to hear from you. It, you could have gotten Kelsey. No, I guess Jonathan Taylor overlap with Cup. <laughs> hmm, tough. Sad. Maybe in an auction, you could have done it. Right. Like yeah. recently, maybe you could have gotten Kelsey in like third round or sorry, uh, Taylor in third round. Yeah. Yeah. If you drafted this weekend, maybe. Okay. It's time for a much anticipated return of Power Hour, baby. Woo. 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 We're going to power rank. Our favorite bets ahead of this NFL season. And we're going to do it power hour style. So if you're not familiar with power hour, it's very simple. Power hour style. After two minutes, you will hear this sound from our beloved Tom Tom Club. Yes. Great it's a great song. song. And full disclosure, uh, we couldn't really get Tom Tom for, if, you know, if you're watching this on FanDuel TV, we couldn't really get it cl- cleared because the law is really complicated. So we have to add a different song. <laughs> we're not lawyers. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know what that song's going to be yet. So we're just like awkwardly like dance or something to uh song TBD unnamed. So that that's fun. But otherwise, give me Tom Top Club. Before this even starts, while we're on Kelsey, should I mention Kadarius Tony's 100 to 1 to be the offensive player of the year? Oh, I have that. <laughs> I have a Kel- I have a Kadarius Tony bet here. I snuck it in at the very end. Hi, should we just do that first? Is that just vaulting to the top of the power rankings? <laughs> I'm just yeah. I, topical, I just immediately. Right? I'm just all right. You know what? Screw it, guys. Ta- start the clock. So yeah, Kadarius Tony is he just going to play 17 games now and just like win Offensive Player of the Year? Uh, he is, is practicing. Happen? He's good to go. Quote unquote, good to go. According to Andy Reid for Week One, we'll see if that actually pans out. Um, I had, so what did you have? You had a hundred to one for offensive player of the year. I mean, that's pretty stupid. Obviously don't bet that. It but is stupid, I, but I, I love it. <laughs> I thought you'd be a hundred to one play 17 games. My, mine was a hundred to one. Most receptions in the NFL. Uh, he could play 50% oh, of snaps. So he could still do this, Craig. Don't you think? I'd love to find I wish there was fantasy. I wish Fandle did fantasy like props. Like I, I want to know what the odds would be for Kadarius Tony to be the highest scoring fantasy player on the chiefs. Cause I don't know how he's going to score his points, whether it's catches runs more touchdowns versus yards. I don't know how, but he might, I mean, if Travis Kelsey does not play in week one against the lions on Thursday night, if you guys had to bet your life, who has the most receiving yards for the chiefs in that game? <laughs> oh God. The uh, idea of I betting my die. life on Kadarius Tony sounds die. terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <would> just die. <laughs> So it's, it's decease. Uh, so it's I, either going to be him or Sky Moore, I would say. Kadarius or Tony MVS. Or Sky Moore. Yeah, I guess. No, I, I think it has to be MVS. I, I, it's, it's incredible how we were just talking, as you said, Craig, on the take perch about what would the Chiefs do without Kelsey, and then Kelsey's gone, and you're like, oh my God. So they got Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony. So you got two dudes who can't line up right with the Super Bowl on the line. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, <laughs> who was like the fifth receiver back for Aaron Rodgers when they only had Devontae. Oh my God. Justin Watson, who was like the star pupil for Jackie's mom in high school. You, you, you ever seen a Chiefs offense without Travis Kelsey on its own? <laughs> Not for me. Not for no. me. I feel like Mahomes is still going to pass through. Like he's going to throw for like 400 yards and three touchdowns. So like, doesn't matter. He's unfazable. So was that bet a part of the power hour or not really? Because we're not, no one likes that bet still. No, don't actually bet that. Honestly, well, actually, Craig, that's a good note. While we're on it, don't bet any of these things. You should bet the under on every single player. Like, all right. the, bet the unders on everything because intrinsic in anything of like, oh, this player's going to get 10 touchdowns is, well, they won't get hurt. So you just bet the under on every single thing. You'll probably win. But where's the fun in that? So with that yeah. said, all right. Real power hour now because obviously Kadir's Stone 101 is a great, uh, great bet. And everyone's going to put their mortgages <laughs> on that. Craig. It's a great appetizer. Yeah, it's an amuse-bouche. Start us out here. The real first power hour of the season. Kai, start the timer. We're betting overs, baby. It's over season. DK Metcalf. These lines are all courtesy of FanDuel. DK Metcalf over seven and a half receiving touchdowns? Mm. Come on. 
He had six last year. Cool. I get that. But this is all based on recency bias. The year before that, he had 12. The year before that, he had 10. Seattle last year ranked 30th in play success rate inside the red zone. They were terrible there. And DK Metcalf led the NFL with 22 end zone targets in the red zone. The next closest player had 14. And he only caught five of them, which was 22%. The years before, he was at 42%, 46%. He was catching pretty much half of his end zone targets last year. He caught a fifth. And he caught 90 balls last year, which is the most of his career. I think DK Metcalf is, I mean, as long as he's healthy, obvious caveat. This is a breeze. He's easily going to get to eight, nine touchdowns. I love this one. I think DK Metcalf, one of the most talented receivers in the NFL. He's a little volatile. And I think the obvious counter to this, Craig, would be that what was the difference last year between the rest of the seasons in his career was that Russell Bad Wilson luck. was not... Variance. Ru- well, that or Seriously. Russell Wilson was no longer throwing him moon balls from you know, 50 yards away and capitalizing in that way. But at the end of the day, I do agree with you. I think it's probably closer to variance. I think the type of player that DK Metcalf is, he's going to score touchdowns. He's going to create big plays because that's what he is. He's 228 pounds and he runs a 4-3 and he's bigger than everyone that tries to defend him. And so... Look at him. Just look at him. It's like, it's you know, sometimes you just got to get the ball in the post. You know what I mean? You get the absolutely. ball in the post to your biggest guy. And that's what you and do with it, DK Metcalf. Like, it is saying something. Despite the fact that Russell Wilson is no longer tossing him those moon balls, that's like what they are known for and why they work so well together. Like it is very promising. Geno Smith is still targeting him a ton in the, in, in the end zone, which is exactly what you said. Like he is getting those targets. It's just, it's a similar argument to the whole Deontay Johnson thing. He's going to positively regress. He's going to catch more of those passes. It's just going to happen. Phenomenal song. song. Phenomenal bet, Craig. Uh, I'll actually take you one step further. (laughs) I'm going to go one step further for you, Craig. All right. Okay. DK Metcalf to lead the NFL in receiving touchdowns 25 to 1. Okay. Okay. So what do you think he's going to do? What's the number? Throw out a number for me. 25 to 1. Oh, well, well, that's the thing. It's like Devontae Adams, 14, led the NFL in receiving touchdowns last year. Hmm. DK Metcalf had 12 two years ago. Like, it's not even a stretch. You know what I mean? He literally had 12 two years ago. That, w- that would have been second place last year. And as Craig said, again, he led the NFL in end zone targets. And now he's 25 to 1 to lead the league in essentially end zone catches. I, I just feel like this is a mistake, to be honest. Like, I, I don't know what I'm missing. FanDuel, clerical error. We're all in on DK Metcalf this year, which I love. Do Does the... Does the fact that Tyler Lockett is still there and Jackson Smith and Jigba is now in this offense scare you off at all? No, and also, you're the biggest DK Metcalf defender in the world, and now you're playing devil's advocate. What do you know? What are you hiding, DK? What is going yeah. on? DK, I don't know. DK, oh. uh, you're playing your dad right now. <laughs> you are. You've turned what? into your father. It's too many drops. Too many drops, you know? it's it's. I can't watch a guy who drops the football, even though he scored... Like more touchdowns over those first three or four seasons in the, in the NFL than like, how does he see the ball through that dark visor? <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, you know me. I'm the biggest DK Metcalf defender. Heifetz has texted me. Heifetz texted me one time during the off season, telling trying to tell me that DK Metcalf is overrated, and it, I wasted like three hours looking up all these stats to like. Just, just get fuming, in an argument. back and forth, pacing <laughs> in his apartment. Dude, I I, I like, like saw a tweet and I sent it to DK and he sent back like these like searches of like pro football reference. And like that he clearly tr- had he, taken like 20 minutes. He triggered me big time on that one. So, you know, I'm the biggest DK Metcalf defender. I'm just like you said, I'm playing devil's advocate. Is that that's not a reason to be scared off because the Jackson Smith and Jigba then? No, it's 25 to so. one. Like all this is priced in. Like I don't understand. Again, maybe Fed will get mad that we're going to bankrupt them. But again, like just seems reasonable. <laughs> Man, right. that's a good song. Love it's that a great song. song. I right. also love the post TBD song that we have. Like, I just that's also I'm sure that's a bop as well. Yeah, yeah, really. The good. The copyright um, free song really bangs. It's incredible. <laughs> DK, give us your favorite bet for the season. If you haven't been able to figure this out yet, we got a theme going here, and I'm going with Geno Smith most passing touchdowns <laughs> in the NFL. <laughs> wow, twenty to one among all the all the top guys <laughs> in this category. Geno Smith kind of stuck out to me because number one. He finished fourth in touchdowns last year, quietly, among quarterbacks. 30. He, he threw 30 touchdowns. Um, and if you look a little bit deeper than that, it was a very reasonable average 5.2% touchdown rate. When you see guys lead the NFL in touchdowns, it's typically either because their team throws like a million passes like Tom Brady a couple of years ago, or they have sort of an outlier season in terms of touchdown rate. And so you get see guys pass a touchdown on a 7%, 8%, 9% of their passes. And so... If we can see Smith 
like we've been talking about, connect on a few more of those DK Metcalf end zone targets. We could see his his touchdown rate go up. I still think the Seahawks are going to throw it a lot. I don't think their defense is especially great this year, and they're probably going to be in a lot of shootouts, which is always good for fantasy and scoring and touchdowns and all that. I think he's going to get a year two jump from his offensive line. He's got a full offseason as the starter. Remember last time this year, he was basically going into camp as a it was a competition with Drew Locke. The team, I think, wanted Drew Locke to be the starter. Geno Smith just said, no, I'm starting. And basically, you know, he didn't get a whole offseason to work with everybody in his offense. So this year, I just think he could really even be better than he was last year. And so at 20 to 1, I, I'm willing to take those odds. I think the Seahawks offense is going to be really good. I mean... Look at his competition. This this bet aged really nicely with Travis Kelsey getting hurt. That, that obviously hurts Patrick Mahomes. You have mm-hmm. another touchdown thrower, Joe Burrow. His health is kind of in question heading into the start of the season. Uh, you know, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, does he even want to play for the for the Bills? You know, <laughs> Justin Herbert, uh, can he take the leap? Geno Smith might be a nice pick here, DK. The vibes, the vibes are immaculate with the Seahawks offense right now. Everybody loves JSN. Obviously, we love Lockett. We love DK Metcalf. Uh, and yeah, I think him, Geno Smith with Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator in year two is like the starter. I think it's going to be really good. Incredible. Also, song. the Seahawks were terrible in the red Great zone unless you're running the ball. They like ran the ball a ton in the red zone and were really inefficient. So, uh, perhaps switching to throwing to, you know, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, two of the better receivers in the league is probably the smart move. Absolutely. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. The NFL is back, and the best place to celebrate is on FanDuel because right now all customers can get a no-sweat bet for week one. Just place a bet on any week one NFL game, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. Ravens are giving 10 points to the Texans. CJ Stroud's first game in the NFL. It's against the Baltimore Ravens. I got to tell you, I will take the Baltimore Ravens. I'll lay all 10 points. I don't care. And on FanDuel, you can bet on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Ringer Fantasy. Kick off the NFL season with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash Ringer Fantasy. 21 plus and present in select states. Refund issued is non trouble, but bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Power Hour. Craig, give us number four. Give us your second favorite bet for the NFL season. I hate to say it, but Bryce Young, 16 to one to lead the league in interceptions. Mm. First of all, rookies throw a lot of picks, right? And what I like, what you need to focus on with this bet is that you need to be positive that the player will not get benched. So a lot of other quarterbacks (laughs) who you think might be, you know, very interception friendly, they could get benched. Like Anthony Richardson could get benched for Gardner Minshew. I don't think Bryce Young is getting benched. Um, Over the past 20 years, there have been 16 rookie quarterbacks to start at least 16 games. All but one reached double-digit interceptions. Interesting. Frank Frank Reich's the coach now. I think this team's going to kind of air it out. Uh, Frank Reich was there in Philly when Wentz threw 14 picks. He was the OC with Rivers when Rivers led the league in interceptions. I feel like Frank uh, the Reich's OCs. the meltdown master. <laughs> he kind of is. And Thomas Brown, the, the Panthers' OC, he was in LA when Stafford led the league in interceptions. So, look, last year, 15 was uh, led the league. Dak and Davis Mills led the league with 15 picks, which is kind of rough for Dak considering they played like 12 mm. games. But I mean, 15 picks for Bryce Young in this offense, and this team is going to be terrible. They're going to be behind. They're going to be throwing a lot, and I don't think he's going to get benched, so I kind of like it. I like this one too, Craig, because uh, your your point initially where he's not going to get benched is so important. The, the reason no one's ever going to match like the Jameis Winston 30 and 30 club, like 30 touchdowns <laughs> and 30 picks club, is because 
guys are just getting benched way before they even approach 30 interceptions. That's not, I'm not saying Bryce Young's going to throw 30, but um, there is a, like a, a rate or a volume element to this for sure. Like guys are going to be out there yeah. all season. So uh, I like that a lot. I think that's, that's good. And if you watched the Panthers offense in the preseason, again, I'm not saying the preseason is the end all be all. It doesn't necessarily translate to the regular season, but the Panthers offense looked atrocious in the preseason. And so I, I'm not super bullish on this group overall. They don't have a good group. They didn't have a good group of receivers. The offensive line was really shaky. Yeah, it's not looking great. Dude, did you see the first six quarters of the Panthers when they actually had their the, the, the preseason is preseason, whatever. The first six quarters, the New York football teams outscored the Panthers like 48 to like six points. <laughs> yeah. Like the Panthers looked abominable. I think this is a really good bet, Craig. I like this a lot. I was trying to time this to Tom Tom really well, but I failed. Oh, wait, there it is. Tom ah. Tom. Okay. The only thing Great I like song. more than this, Craig, Anthony Richardson is also 16 oh. to one. And again, I don't know why, like maybe I'm an idiot, but 16 to one, maybe I should be better at math, but that almost implies, I I don't know. There's only, there's not really even 32 quarterbacks up for this because a guy like Desmond Ritter is probably going to get benched before he can lead the league in picks. Why are the rookies starting week one? The only thing I quibble with, with your bet, Craig, is I don't think Richardson's getting benched either. I don't think any of these quarterbacks in week, starting week one, if you're starting these guys in week one, the philosophy is the only way to learn to swim is to throw them in the pool. They're not going to get thrown in the pool and make mistakes and get taken out of the pool. Like they're going to have to learn to swim. Anthony Richardson, the entire draft process. What did we say? We said, yeah, probably the league in picks probably a couple years in a row, but then it'll be great. And I'm like, how is Anthony, like, never mind the fact that the guys in this team, I mean, there hasn't been exactly great hands out of like Alec Pierce that received this season. Richardson, six, Richardson, DK, you studied all these guys. Why mm-hmm. is Anthony Richardson not the odds on favorite to lead the league in picks now that we know he's starting in week one? I mean, wouldn't you say that A, they're, they're not going to be the most pass heavy team, right? They that, could be like yeah. the Navy Bears of last year, right, DK? That's what wouldn't I was that be your, say. your first point? My first, yeah, my first impression would just be that like they're not going to have the pass volume that you need to, to lead this stat in the NFL. But at the same time, he is like, I think it's notorious. He's been off target um, and a little bit erratic throwing in the short and intermediate area. He's actually really accurate. Like when he's throwing it deep, he can just air it out. But I think he still has a lot to learn. Um, there's sort of this Trey Lance effect here where he has just not thrown very many passes at all in his college career. And so, you know, he's going to take his lumps early on. They're going to probably be playing from behind a lot. This team is. And so, there's some elements here, but I would say, yeah, the only thing that kind of makes me pause is the fact that they're probably just going to run the ball so much with him that he's not going to throw enough passes to lead the NFL in, in picks. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I just I still like this because again, he's not going to get benched, and this is a volume stat. So, you know, keep him out there, let him take his lumps. Boom. I think Richardson and Bryce Young to lead the league in picks at sixty to one is like stealing. Baker Mayfield's ten to one to lead the league in picks, which makes no sense to me because Baker Mayfield could get benched in week mm. four. Before we continue here, little shout out to YouTube TV. We are supported by NFL Sunday Ticket on YouTube and YouTube TV. If you're a displaced fan, NFL Sunday Ticket is an absolute must have. And now that it's on YouTube and YouTube TV, it's easier than ever to keep up with all your favorite teams on Sunday afternoons since you can watch four preset games at once on multi-view. I don't know. I'm wondering who you guys are like most excited to see in week one. For me, I kind of just like now that we're here and it's incredible. Like, oh my God, we talked about the season for six months, seven months now. And now we're here. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm finally going to get to see Bijan Robinson play football. Oh, I remember yeah. three years ago, I was talking to our former colleague, Jonathan Sharks, who's since passed away. And Sharks was telling me we were talking the pandemic and he was like, oh, my God, University of Texas, Austin. Like, we just got the best running back recruit since Adrian Peterson. <laughs> like, yeah. we, you know, he hasn't even stepped on campus yet. And we're all calling him by his first name. We just call him Bijan. And yeah. to think now he's going to, like, play in the NFL. I cannot wait. To just see Bijan like go out, get out there. And his so. first run in the preseason was like incredible. It's yeah, just every yeah, everything about this guy is super exciting. I cannot wait to see how they utilize him. Can't wait to see what they do with him on the field. I'm really excited about seeing the Russell Wilson comeback tour this year potentially with the Broncos. Mm. Sean Payton kind of like pulling no punches, and and so I think that's gonna be really interesting. Interesting to see if he can you know revive his career because everybody has left him for dead at this point. Yeah, I'm excited for Tua versus Herbert week one. I'm excited mm. for the, the shootout potential of this game. We, I Kind of like getting back to the the Tua high-octane Miami offense. It obviously ended on a weird note last year. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see what that looks like when everyone is healthy and on the field. And then this Herbert Kellen Moore offense. We've been waiting for years now for Herbert and this Chargers team to fully put it together. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that week one. 
All right, thank you to NFL Sunday Ticket on YouTube and YouTube TV for sponsoring this segment. It truly is the best place to keep up with all your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games. And right now you can get $50 off your subscription when you sign up at youtube.com slash ringer fantasy. Terms and blackout restrictions apply. Offer ends September 19th. All right, DK, number six on our power hour. Give us another one of your favorite bets for this season. All right, here we go. Tua Tagovailoa, most passing yards in the NFL. It is 18 to mm. 1. If you go back last year, obviously the concussion issue was a big story last year. And, you know, he came back this offseason. He's been practicing like jujitsu to learn how to fall and all this stuff. Um, but if you look at the 12 games he started and then played most of the snaps last year, he averaged uh. 286 passing yards per game over a full season. That'd be almost 5,000 yards. It would have ranked second to Mahomes only last year. And we we've talked about Mahomes. If they have if they have no Kelsey, is Mahomes getting to five thousand yards? I don't know. And so I think this is a good bet. This is the fastest offense we have ever seen put together in NFL history. Tyreek the vibrations. Waddle. <laughs> yeah, Tyreek Waddle, Mostert, Devon A. Chain. Um, so I don't know. I just like this. This is a you know they're going to pass a lot. I think they're going to pass it deep. These receivers all have a lot of run after the catch ability, which also makes it easier on uh, on Tua. And yeah. Bonus one here is Tyreek Hill. Most receiving yards is nine and a half to one. The reason why I like this bet is because the only thing standing in the way is health. Yeah. Like we know that if this team is on the field, we've seen it and we know what they're capable of. It is it is just health. There is no scheme issue. There's no fit problem. There's no new coach that could mess things up. It is like like wheels up if everyone's yeah. on the field. Yeah, the Dolphins are just two Will Ferrell movies. They're just the coaching of kicking and screaming, just pass it to the Italians, Tyree Kill and Jalen yep. Waddle, and then their GM is just doing the Talladega Nights like I love, love. those cars go by. This team is like Al Davis and Mark Davis is like what wet dream. This <laughs> yes. is like what they always yes. wanted. You know, like I wonder if Mark Davis is it's like, true. damn it, they stole my thing. <laughs> Can we get Darius Hayward Bay back? I mean, is he still kicking around? <laughs> he played in the NFL for like 10 years. Put him on this roster. Yeah, that also, was my thing, by the way. The fast player <laughs> thing was me. Turns out it was actually a smart thing to do. So who knew? <laughs> All right. My next one here. Dude, Eagles receiver Devontae Smith, mm. 45 to 1 to lead the NFL in receiving yards. Oh, wow. Wow. Now, mind you, Alabama Heisman, Devontae Smith, first Heisman receiver in almost three decades. Remember, he had like 200 yards at halftime in the national championship game. Just reminding you who Devontae Smith is. So. <laughs> Devontae Smith had the second most receiving yards in the final six weeks of the season last year. Like, fi final third of the season, Devontae Smith had more yards than Justin Jefferson. And yet, to lead this season in receiving yards, Justin Jefferson is 4-1, to one, and Devontae Smith is 45-1. to one. Riddle me that. I, quietly, Devontae Smith finished eighth last year in receiving yards. I didn't actually know that. Yeah. Uh, that's just one of those things. Cause he's in the number two on his offense, you know? And so I think there's a lot of people probably just assume it's going to be AJ Brown that does this, but this happens sometimes in the NFL. These are guys, this is one a and one B in terms of the two top receivers on this team. And I mean, I'm a huge Devonte Smith believer, the slim reaper. They call him the slim reaper. One of the best nicknames in the NFL. That's Durant. That's Kevin Durant's nickname. Oh, did he steal it? Well, I still like it. Come on. Think of something else. <laughs> be original. Come on, Philly. <laughs> Jesus. Well, let's be real. All right, all right. Warriors fan, be careful about being like, oh, he stole Kevin Durant's nickname. Like, you stole Kevin Durant. So, like, just chill. We didn't steal him. He, he, he signed with us fair and square on July 4th. Best day of my he, life. Well, he was drafted <laughs> by the Sonics, and then the Sonics are, are, are no more at this point. So don't talk to me about that. Wow. I never realized Kevin Durant was, like, the fiber of the show. <laughs> What's going on with his weight? No one's talked about it this offseason. It was such a narrative last year. Has he put on weight in, in, after no. his first year in the league? Is he heavy? I think he was just good. Weight? So I think he was just good at football. And then we were like, all right, well, we can't. We were like, there's, you came to a headline that's like, is he too skinny? Bec well, he was good. So it's fine. If he if, if there was a report that came out that he put on five pounds, I would literally move him up like five spots in my <laughs> rankings. Um, I think this is that point, though. Interrupted. But what I was going to say real quick before we move on, Devontae Smith, very skinny, but also incredibly, incredibly long, like long arms, really tall, spindly type guy. He has like the reach of, he actually has the reach of like Kevin Durant almost. 
Um, no, he definitely does no, not. No, he does not. He does <laughs> not like, almost have... So, Kevin Durant's wingspan oh, is like seven sorry. four. 100% <laughs> not true. Jeez, <laughs> I, I was exaggerating. Uh, okay. Kevin Durant is a foot taller. But there's a lot of guys that have come into the NFL that are skinny, but they're also tiny. He's going to get hurt in week five and everyone's going to be like, well, he's pretty skinny. We always thought this. Guarantee it. Someone, I had a friend who take who took like C.D. Lamb and Devontae Smith with their first two picks. And I was like, you have the thinnest team in the history of football. I was like, you had like, we need to get, we need grandmothers or grandmothers to feed. Devontae Smith has the reach of Manute Bull. I said it. (laughs) You guys are so so upset with me for saying that. All right, moving on. All right, whatever. DK, just give us a new freaking bet, man. (laughs) Jeez. So we're going with most rookie receiving yards. So most receiving yards from a rookie pass catcher. And I'm going with Dalton Kincaid. And that might sound weird because he's a tight end, but I think the important thing to hear is it would be a mistake to think of him as a tight end. I think he's essentially just going to be a receiver for the Bills. This is an offense last year that finished second in points scored, uh, top 10 in both passing yards and passing attempts per game. And I think there's still a lot of, there's just a vacancy in terms of the overall number two receiver in this offense. Like obviously Gabe Davis is still there. He could end up being the guy. There's a couple other players that could emerge, but after Stefan Diggs, Dalton Kincaid could end up being the number two receiver in this offense. You know, especially maybe like a month down the line where things start to like really click for Kincaid. And I think he could end up leading all rookie receivers in and yards. I mean, if you look at all the other rookie receivers and rookie tight ends, a lot of these guys are kind of stuck behind players. Um, you know, Jordan Addison is stuck behind Justin Jefferson. We don't really know if he's going to play a huge amount of snaps even at this point. Uh, you know, J- Jackson Smith and Jigba, who was the top receiver taken, he's stuck behind DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. It, it kind of goes, go down the line. We don't even know if Quentin Johnson's going to play. We don't know what this offense for Baltimore is going to look like with Zay Flowers. And so I think Kincaid is like the one guy who stands out who's going to have a big role early on, I think. I like everything about this except you texted me a couple of days that ago that Luke Musgrave was 60 to one and I'd read Luke Musgrave for the <laughs> Packers, another rookie tight end and starter. I'm like, dude, Luke Musgrave, 60 to one. I mean, I'll I like that, that one or 20 too. to one for Kincaid. Make he it a like trifecta. Go with six Sa- later. Sam Laporta is 40 to one. He's also playing on a good offense. It could be the number two receiver on that team. One of them's got a hit, right? <laughs> I love that rookie tight ends are like yeah, at historically least the them. worst bet ever. And we're like, well, we'll just, what if you just bet all of them? Then you can't lose. <laughs> just three terrible bets parlayed. <laughs> hey. We're basically saying, we're basically saying, well, if you just bet on red, black, and green in roulette, <laughs> you have to win. All right, Craig, give us another bet here. Kenny Pickett, over 17 and a half passing touchdowns. Justin Fields threw 17 passing touchdowns last year. I rest my case. <laughs> that's it. Wow, that's, Craig, you have two yep. minutes. Is there anything else you <laughs> okay, want to add? All right, yeah. fine. I'll expand. <laughs> no, no, well, no, but do we real. want to talk about anything else? Like, Craig, I know you do like a renovation <laughs> in your house. Like, should we? I, I'm in. Like, we have, we have free time. Say less. But for real, right? The Steelers were like the most anemic offense. They were the least explosive team in the league last year. Literally dead last. They scored two touchdowns outside of the red zone last <laughs> two. year. Which is so that was by horrific. accident. Yeah, they were. But despite their best efforts, they were the second most explosive team in preseason this year. When I said that, you yelled at me. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to make a case here. <laughs> Pickett is obviously, you know, one of the major candidates to, to take the biggest leap this year. 17 and a half is disrespectfully low. Like I said, Justin Fields threw 17 in 15 games last year. He threw 17 touchdowns. <laughs> Davis Mills threw 17 touchdowns last year. Andy Dalton threw 18 and only 14 games. And we're putting Kenny Pickett at 17 and a half. That is, very, that is disrespectful. Yeah. Davis it's, it's Mills. so disrespectful. The Steelers <laughs> are the fourth that, hardest schedule in the league last year. They have the seventh handle. easiest this year. Yeah. Come on. Andy Dalton at 18? Davis Mills. Who was the other name you said? Oh, Justin Fields and Davis Mills. He feels through 17 touchdowns in 15 games. This was and one we're of, giving Kenny Pickett 17 and a half? The Bears offense last year, Craig, as we've said many times, was like one of the, the run heaviest offenses in the modern <laughs> era. Like legitimately the Navy offense. And he's, he, he I have a bone many. to pick with Fandle. Fandle, <laughs> call me. Why is he at 17 and a half? Explain that to me. Uh, do they think he's getting benched? What's going on there? He's not getting benched. It None of it makes any sense. So this is the easiest bet of the day. I can't believe Heifetz ranked this at nine. I'm I'm insulted by that as well. Craig, oh, yeah, if you don't like you order this, I rank them. <laughs> ah, okay. I want to add one thing on Kenny Pickett's over 
under on passing yards, 3,300 and a half. That's like 194 <laughs> yards a game if he plays the whole season. Uh, come on. <laughs> 194. <laughs> it's like FanDuel made this line in February and hasn't checked it since. Come on, FanDuel. This, <laughs> Did you watch actually, it in you know the what? preseason? This is, this is free money. So my boy picked it. What can go wrong? Remember when we found Jalen Hurts to lead the league in rushing touchdowns a couple years ago? It was like 100 to 1. And we were like, is this a mistake? And we were like, don't <laughs> yeah. tell Fandle. We all made sure. Yeah. Feels like that. All right. While well, we're talking about bets that I can't believe we waited this long. Mike Evans having 1,000 receiving yards is plus money. It's plus 130. So you put a, you put wow. a dollar down, you'll get a dollar 30 back plus your dollar. And then Brandon Cooks to have 1,000 yards is plus 230. So these are literally, again, enter, entering last season. The only receivers that had had a thousand yards in six of the previous seven seasons were Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, and Travis Kelsey. RIP to Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Both these guys Evans are getting Co- hurt immediately. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. Sorry. I'm plugging. Yeah. You guys should be careful, by the way, now that I have this newfound power. You lumping these two in with Travis Kelsey is <laughs> is insane. A, a, a crazy move out of you to be like, look, come on. The most consistent players in the league, like Travis Kelsey. Is Mike Evans going to play? Is he playing? He might, he might get traded. Yeah. Which might be good for him. Mike Evans will do anything to keep the 1,000 yards streak alive. <laughs> no one cares more about the 1,000 yards every season of Mike Evans' career more than Mike Evans. I, I'm telling you. Is, does he have the record? What is the record for most consecutive To start a career, yeah. he Like eight seasons in a row. It's insane. That's not really a thing that other people have done. But he's in a contract thing. I don't think Mike Evans is going to do anything to disturb the 1,000 yards. We did the all boring fantasy uh, roster like a, a month ago, just like all the best players who are boring to draft, but will be successful on your team. This is like the all boring bet where well, there's well, just we'll nothing sexy or exciting around <laughs> While us. we're here, but it's fine. A good I'll give you something better. But the Buccaneers are plus six, 600 to make the playoffs. The Buccaneers are plus 750 to win the division. They won the division last year. I like, I know Tom Brady's it's a tough gone. division too. Tough. Sarcasm. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Dude, I was like, what? Dude, the NFC South. I get, again, the Bucs, they lost Tom Brady. They still have seven of their starting defenders from when they won the Super Bowl. And, yeah, but you just washing over. I get it. They lost Tom Brady. But the Panthers are Baker Mayfield. Okay, <laughs> put it this way. The NFC South is famously a crapshoot. If you bet on every team, the Bucs would be twice as profitable as the Panthers if they won the division. How does that make sense? You're saying the Bucs... That doesn't make any odds- sense. No, I, that's I'm, the Panthers are plus three sixty. I'm saying the Bucks shouldn't be plus seven fifty. I'm with you on that. All right, give us another couple bets here, Craig. Josh Jacobs over one thousand rushing yards. The line hmm. is one thousand point five rushing yards. Josh Jacobs ran for sixteen hundred and fifty three <laughs> yards last year. This line suggests that he is going to run for forty percent less yards. That's it. That's my whole argument. He's going <laughs> to run for a thousand yards. I love how he signed. He is playing. There are there is no competition creeping up behind him. I'm not buying any Zamir White BS that we tried to convince ourselves of last year. One thousand yards for Josh Jacobs. That's like sixty two yards a game. Forty percent less than last year. That is ridiculous. This is essentially just betting that he's going to get hurt. If you go, if you don't take that, I think you can do it in twelve games. Which he did last year. I have, yeah, I have no, I have no notes here. This is what are the odds? What are the odds? What are the odds? Not like twelve fifty or something. A thousand yards. I I think Craig, your point to there's not very much competition is so true too. Like, I just don't think they have anybody else. That's why they were able to get a deal done to like keep him in in Las Vegas and and give him a little bit extra money to come back. And they just, I think the the Raiders don't feel they have like a ton of talent behind him right now. Zamir White is just fine. Josh Jacobs is now underrated. I, I can't. This guy had two thousand yards last year. He had four hundred touches. He's twenty five years old, and no one cares about him. No one gives a shit. How was he only twenty five last still. year? <laughs> That's wild. That's no again kind of like how Sam Darnold's a year older than Kenny Pickett. Like Josh Jacobs being the same age as Kenny Pickett's kind of hilarious. It really is. Uh, and he doesn't. I mean, literally, this whole season he's twenty five. He turns twenty six in February, February eleventh. So uh, the Super Bowl. Anyway, okay. I just. That's how I feel about it. We have they 10 gave him, left, so. The Raiders gave him 23 touches a game last year. That's second only to Derrick Henry. They're going to feed him again. I like this one a lot. Any Great. other bets you guys Great like? Song. Do a little clearinghouse right now. 
Uh, quick one here. DK, do you want to combine for a two minute or let's all do a minute. You do a minute. Sure. Okay. Deshaun Watson over 23 and a half passing touchdowns feels low. I get it. Mm. He threw for seven last year. It was a disaster. The three years before that 33, 26, 26. And again, his line this year is 23 and a half. Deshaun Watson completed 8% of his passes in the end zone last year. I mean, like every stat is just horrific. 8% of his passes in the end zone. He completed <laughs> eight. That's, that That's was the slow. worst red zone completion rate of any quarterback in the last decade. <laughs> Who is worse than that outside the decade? <laughs> <laughs> my, my bet here is just like, look, even if he's decent, like 23 and a half is, is not a lot. Uh, you know, it's a touchdown and a half a game, essentially. Less. <laughs> uh, do you want me to run through a few here? Yeah. All right. Here's a couple I like. Derrick Henry, most regular season scrimmage yards is 10 to 1. Last year Love he was it. that's insulting. Last year he was second to uh to Josh Jacobs. <laughs> so it just feels like that they're gonna feed him again. And nothing is going to change. Here's another one I like. Lamar Jackson, most rushing yards among quarterbacks is three and a half to one. Oh wow. It feels like he could absolutely win that. I feel like there's a chance Justin Fields isn't gonna run quite as much as he did last year. It was like a little bit of desperation last year, and now they're gonna try and actually develop him as a runner or as a passer this year, I think. Um another one I like. Chris Godwin over 800.5 receiving yards. I just think he's going to be the number one guy. The, Chris Evans might not even, sorry, uh, Mike Evans might not even be there. Chris Evans know. might not either. Chris Evans. I think Chris yeah. Evans might not be. Chris Godwin is sitting there as one of the sneakier bets in fantasy drafts. I really do believe Absolutely. that. I think there's a, there's a like, he could have an 100 catch season and actually be Baker's go-to guy and, and put up a really solid season. Again, this is a guy who's the year after the year after the ACL. He's still young. He's really talented. Mm. People are off him, but I like it. He's their go-to guy. All right, we're going to disrespect Tom. Tom, I got a couple uh, more. I got a couple more real quick. Run through him. Darren Waller, over 650 receiving yards. That feels ludicrously low. Uh, Maybe it's just just betting on his his, hamstrings. It's it's his injury history. I get that. But this is a guy who's, you know, he's got a thousand yard potential. And then I got a couple commanders ones for you. Sam Howell over 3,075 passing yards. Again, this is a, a very low number. I guess you're just banking. They're maybe expecting him to get benched at some point. And then related to that, Jahan Dotson, 725.5 receiving yards. I, I would bet mm. the over on that one. I just think he's going to have a breakout year. He's going to be Sam Howell's go-to guy. So I like those two together. Uh, that's what I got. It's over season, baby. Love overs. <laughs> I would I would just say All if you're a Jets overs. fan... If you're a Jets fan, bet Aaron Rodgers to have 4,000. Over 4,000 yards is like plus 130. The Jets haven't had a 4,000 yard passer since Joe Namath. So I just thought that was endearing. Wow. But then other than that, the, the other, the only endearing. bet that truly caught my, uh, my, my fancy. Do you guys remember the Jaguars Chargers game? The playoff game where the first half of it, when Asante Samuel Jr., the cornerback, who also made me f- feel really old because I remember Asante Samuel. But you remember <laughs> he had three picks in the first half of that game? Yeah. Yeah. Asante Sounds Samuel right. Jr. is 95 to 1 to lead the NFL in picks this year. Like it. I don't know. Just caught my eye. All right. <laughs> That's our first power hour of the season. Let's do Loved some emails. It. Loved it. it. Well, Every it. Wednesday, power hour. I no got another text. Um, someone mad at me about Travis Kelsey just now. People are uh, pissed at me. All I right. just love that you're just taking this in the chin that, that you recommended people <laughs> draft Travis Kelsey. Well, I think it's that I jinxed it because I just said how healthy he'd been for 10 years. Yeah, you leaned in too hard into the health thing. If you would have just stuck with, you, I have no problem well, with true. you taking him one overall. Yeah, yeah. The irony is the thing I was like, you know, Cooper Cup missed time last year and then now they're both. Heifetz is the guy in the in the dugout who's like, oh my God, we're so close to a perfect game. We're in the ninth yeah. inning. Like you don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> just don't say it. Yeah, I'm the announcer. Don't look at, the, like, yeah. don't look at the pitcher. Do not look at Travis Kelsey. Don't speak to him. You jinxed it. All right, we got an email. We got an email from Eddie. 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 I was listening to draft prep shows and Danny, I think it's me. Danny kept encouraging (laughs) listeners to not draft a kicker over and over. Danny would say, don't draft a kicker, pick one up later. But he never once went on a rant about how rules are stupid, requiring us to have kickers. Mm. Even though any mention of rushing versus passing yards since Danny on tangent, why should we have kickers? We don't talk about this enough. I don't know you guys feel. I like kickers. I like kickers a lot. And I think that people who want to remove kickers, I actually, I, I don't. I just like randomness. Are you guys in on kickers? <laughs> you know what? Here's what I'll say. I actually, I, I, I do think just objectively rooting for a kicker on your fantasy team to nail a 50 yard field goal and get five points in one kick is, is actually kind of fun. I think kickers are dumb. I think it's stupid. 
But here's here's where I don't there's want two any things. There's two things that I come back to. One, the main argument for kickers or getting people get rid of kickers, they say is, well, kickers, it's all random. You can't predict it. Yeah, well, that's life. Sorry. Like, you have to keep one element of that. And the other thing is, that's how they decide the real games. Like, well, the yeah, real yeah, games. Yeah. I got to quibble with that, too. Get kickers out of my football here. I just think it's yes. incredible that people like John Harbaugh, <laughs> who like genuinely like live and die with the outcome of their game, still have to depend, even when they have Justin Tucker, still have to depend on this guy to go out and just kick a ball through the uprights that has nothing to do with the rest of the game. It's like their entire livelihoods depend on it. I'm with it, but I I I I believe you, Heifetz, where look, if we have to suffer through kickers in real life deciding games, yeah. might as well have them decide your fantasy matchup. Exactly. Here's here's where I, well, the, my biggest pushback is like the best advice you can give on kickers is to wait until your last pick to take him. Like yeah. that alone yeah. is like, who cares? Why are we why do we care about this? Well, teams don't even pay running backs. We take them in the first round. I'm just saying, like, if it, if you're like, if our advice is to wait until the very last pick. That implies these kickers don't matter. It's stupid. Why are we doing this? This is dumb. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? I love it. Like, I think it's stupid. Just, I don't know. That's that's where I am. I, I'm in a lot of leagues that don't have them. Just put a flex there. You know how once a year, like, Robbie Gould or something just has 32 points in a game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would argue there is no better <laughs> feeling in fantasy football than your kicker having one of those random 30-point games. It is better than any other outcome. It's better than your quarterback throwing for seven touchdowns, than Kamara running for five. Your kicker putting up like 28 points is the is the best feeling in fantasy football. I have never at one point in my life seen a kick during an NFL game and thought, hey, he's on my team. I have no idea who my kicker is. Like, I don't... I don't have 23 leagues. leagues. You have all the kickers. I'm talking, no, I'm talking about redraft. None of my dynasty leagues have kickers. Like I think I'm in like two leagues that have kickers. I, I want to be in a kicker-only dynasty league. <laughs> yeah, uh, Craig. That sounds scintillating. That's a trillion-dollar idea. Yeah. We might have to cut that and just like start a business. All right. We got an email from Tom. Tom. Tom, Tom. All right, Tommy. so DK last week. DK defended Josh Harris, the new owner of the Washington <laughs> Commanders, from his Find awkward handshake because... DK fine. himself did a really awkward <laughs> handshake with me and a coworker of ours. Uh, Tom said, on that vein, I'm at a I'm at a cocktail bar a couple months ago, and I'm at the bar, and I order a drink for myself and my girlfriend, Flex. Flex. Nice, Tom. The bartender Sex. finishes the drinks. Bartender puts them on the bar, proceeds to describe what is in the drinks, and the bartender, with an open hand, points to which drink is which. I instinctively reach <laughs> over the bar and shake his open hand for two to three seconds. <laughs> I then noticed the bartender's ha- uh, brain break. Mm-hmm. I also noticed the other bartender staring at me. <laughs> and I realized he did not intend to shake my hand, at which point I pull away and yell, oh, God. <laughs> you stick your hand out, I'm shaking it. Luckily, at a bar, hopefully it was crowded and you can just like recede back into the darkness and never order slink, a drink again. and Slink and back leave. into the yeah. crowd. <laughs> he also says that it brought up childhood trauma if he was six years old and... Joel Prisbilla, I'm not going to lie, I don't remember to pronounce his name. He was on the Bucks, an NBA player. And yeah. he shook his hand. He was six years old, but he forgot that he had like a, tootsie, a chewed Tootsie Roll in his hand. And he just like let it stick to Joel Prisbilla's hand. <laughs> like, <laughs> six. That's like one of those, like, that's like a prank. Like when you have like the buzzer in your palm and yeah. you shock somebody. <laughs> I did it by accident. Oh my God. I feel, I feel like there's a lot of trauma in... There's a lot of collected trauma in our society of people just fucking up handshakes. Handshakes are hard, man. They're high pressure situations. <laughs> I think that's your best. I take, really think handshakes that. are hard. <laughs> There's too many. There should be one kind only. <laughs> Email us at football at gmail.com if you, you ever have seen more Donald, Trump, trauma. Donald Trump shake a hand. Jesus, that's a journey. All right, bad band names. We got a lot of emails from bad band names. Um, Ethan Ooh, shouted yeah. out that. There was one called the the. Oh geez. Oh god. I remember they, this. They tried the, to the. like that. Uh, also, we got a long list from somebody named Joey who sent it to Joey. <laughs> Imagine dragons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Think about that for a second. Imagine. Okay, dragons. I'm done imagining them. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Limp biscuit. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. And then Miles sent it uh, maroon five. What yeah, is that, like a like, dive? That was like a, an AI-generated <laughs> name. Maroon 5. <laughs> think about it. That's like the dye they put in Coca-Cola. <laughs> but, yes. Oh, God. That red 5 dye that, like, kills you. 
Yeah, it's whatever a that's called. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like in like red velvet cupcakes you get at Ralph's. <laughs> but the music we got the most emails about this week was our own, our own intro music. We got, I'm not kidding. We got hundreds of emails. Hundreds? That basically were hundreds of that were basically a deriv all the derivation of wow i'm not crazy you really do have two different versions of the intro music this is amazing so if you're listening (laughs) to this right now we do have two versions we i think craig said it to kai we kind of started producing and then there were two files i don't know what happened i don't know why there are two different (laughs) versions to be honest um because i this song is like a it's like in one of those like copyrights you know, royalty free banks that we the pay comments. for at the ringer. And like, I found it. I thought it was good. I, so I don't know why there are two different versions. Cause I'm pretty sure I just downloaded <laughs> the only version available. There's just the one remix. on the site. So there's a mystery. We got an email from Franco who said, Franco. I'm going to try to be, I'm going to try to like do my best to explain this over text. He said, primarily the notes in the intro song go be boop, be boop, be boop, be boop, be boop. But the other version is beep. Beep, 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 beep. No, but you, I, I actually know exactly what Franco's saying. And it's beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. That's how the show should sound. And then sometimes <laughs> now it's just, it, it's just, you just get rid of the boops. There's no boops. There's no boops. Oh my God. What is this conversation? <laughs> This is like the, this the people out there right now, like Charlie and, Kelly, they get it. Conspiracy board. And then yeah. the guy behind the counter yeah. is like, Hey, can you, can you just order man? <laughs> Pepe Silva. And I'm like, you don't get it. It was beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, beep, boop. Can you just, can you just order beep, your coffee? Beep, beep, Carol. <laughs> there is no Look, Pepe Silva. I take full <laughs> responsibility for the fact that there is a, a random second version of this song. That I don't know where it came from. That's on release me. the boop cut. This is truly one of the best things I've, I can remember coming from this show. Like when I saw that email, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like I totally realized I, it was like subconscious, but I had noticed it before, you know? I think, I think there, yeah. are, there were a lot of people who noticed this, but thought they were crazy. Or couldn't <laughs> even. Dis- but now everyone listening who didn't notice is like, oh my God, now I do know. Here's what I want. I want you to hold this accountable. I want people to tell me when they hear it. The last time you heard it, if it was a month ago and you and you think you heard it, let me know. Email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. This reminds me of like someone who plays the long-term prank on someone where they're like, every third day they shave a quarter of an inch off someone's table. And then with, with, after like, like six months, it's like the Dwight Schrute the gym thing in the <laughs> yeah. office. That's yeah. exactly Back right. Back when men knew how to do t- uh, tools. <laughs> That's exactly right. You have to commit to it. Over time, he like puts a he puts a, a, a literal quarter inside of Dwight's phone every single day. So the phone Slightly is a little bit heavier every day. And then at the very end, he just takes them all out, <laughs> hits himself in the head with the phone. <laughs> oh God! Move your table an inch every day. Yeah, yeah. All right, it's good. Ty's been That's removing one boop from the theme song every once a week for the last twelve months. Uh it is. Thank you, TK. Thank you, Craig. Do we thank Kai? Yeah, Absolutely. Think- all right. Thanks, Kai, for all the... We'll figure out what we're going to do with all those boops and the beeps. Thank you, Tucker. Thank you, Intern Jack. Thank you, everyone. It, it's like what? the SpongeBob quote with Mr. Krabs. Bee, boo, boo, bop, boo, boo, bee. <laughs> no, no. I think it went boo, bee, boo, bop, <laughs> bee, boo, boo. <laughs> Most unhinged conversation we've ever. People will know it. There's a there's a thing on TikTok, Craig. There's a thing on TikTok that's like I don't know who needs to hear this, but pee pee poopy poo poo pee pee. It's like the fucking weirdest thing. And then there's Patrick going wee woo. Oh my god! Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Jane's addiction. Dude, Mm. no. Oh, DK. I'm actually. How how did you not go, Jimmy Buffett? Smash Mouth. Oh, Jimmy Buffett, yeah. Smash Mouth, yeah, as well. Jimmy Buffett. Smash Mouth. Both of them. RIP. Very sad news. Smash Mouth, I would argue, Fitz, tell me what you think about this, is one of the most influential bands of our generation, mainly because of Shrek. Uh, That that song, All Star, has an insane staying power. We put it on our playlist for our live show. Yeah. Well, and not only All Star, I believe... Uh, I'm a believer is also on that soundtrack. That's not really their song, though. 
As I know, but it's about. it's why we know it. Right, it's why right. my generation knows I'm a believer is because of uh, Smash Mouth. And, for, and specifically from Shrek. Are you guys parrot heads? I don't know what that no, means. No, but we just like, it means Jimmy Buffett. We like Jimmy Buffett. Oh, yeah. I, I, I like Jimmy Buffett. I, my favorite, I, I've, it was circulating Twitter, but that shot from Jurassic World, the first oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first new one. Drinks. <laughs> and running with the margaritas. Runs is with really two good. margaritas in the sand. <laughs> That's just freaking classic. I love shit All like that in movies when they're just like, bit. fuck it. We're just going to have some super like <laughs> weird reference that has nothing to do with the world. Dinosaurs. Just for the hell of it. The pterodactyls are flying, des- descending on you, and you pick up your two margaritas. And there's and a run. Margaritaville at the park. <laughs> it's just so good. Uh. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgambling.com help.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts, or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.